I'm old. So like, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> I wish we had sad. a video recording of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm poor. This is amazing. <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> going to pop eight, then you're going to pop her out, man. So we're going... We moved into the balls portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Wow, it's Monday again. It is. Howdy, Peter. It's, it's Monday again. Welcome to Leaving a Legacy. This is a mathematicster, and I dragged two guys onto the cast for me tonight. Because they didn't, they didn't feel like doing it. And I said, you know, put on your big boy pants. We're getting in fucking call. So, so they, they jumped in. So they jumped in. We could, we could almost thank them. But, um, how you doing, Jerry? How you doing, Pat? I'm, I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm all right. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? So what's going on? Oh, man. Welcome back. Welcome back from the GP. <laughs> How, Good to be how back. Was it, how was it, Pat, your first Legacy GP? Oh, Did it was great, break, man. You broke your cherry? Yeah, it was great. I had a, I had a great time. Met mm-hmm. a uh, bunch of awesome people, played a lot of magic, spent a lot of money, so, uh, only ran over one backpack. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. You guys had to have a designated driver because you guys don't know how to drive standards, right? That's true, yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Sean, Sean killed it for us. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, man. It was a lot of fun. Have you ever tried to drive a standard? Me? Either one? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I have like once or twice in my youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your youth? Yeah, my youth. How youthful were you? I was like, 18 or 19. Okay, I thought you said, I was seven. <laughs> trying to drive the stick. <laughs> no, I was, I was a little bit younger. A little bit younger. I mean, okay. I don't like to brag, but I used to set it to standard whenever I did those video game racing games <laughs> the arcade. You know. That's alright, Jerry. That actually doesn't count as bragging. Yeah, you know, makes <laughs> make, made me feel like a real race car driver. Did you ever try to drive a standard, Jerry? I've, I don't, I've never, like, been in the opportunity to try and drive a standard. Okay, nobody ever took the risk on their car to say, "Here, try this." No, no one I know owns them. Like, I think Sean when I when uh, Sean drove us, I think that was the first time I was actually in a standard car. They say they're great for any theft. Yeah, I know. I was mentioning that last best. week. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I had um. I don't know, when I was younger, somebody tried to show me how to drive a standard with a truck, and I couldn't get the fucking hang of it. And then this girl I knew, she had a standard, and then, uh, like, I don't know, one night she lost her mind or whatever and couldn't drive, and I figured out if I dump the clutch, <laughs> I'll spin the tires. And, and like, yeah, I, yeah, cloudy history. But uh, I figured out if I dump the tires, the tires will spin, and eventually I just figured out how to pull the clutch out slower. So I didn't do that. No, you just drive a fucking stick. I like it. Yeah, I, was try- I was trying not to wreck Sean's car. Oh, you knew it wasn't a rental? No, we uh, we were going to get a rental. Oh, yeah, that's right. Van. Who the fuck rents a standard? That's right. Well, yeah, we were going to get a van, and uh, what ended up happening was we had, like, one or two guys drop out last minute, so we just, like, Sean's like, hey, you want to save, like, 300 bucks and take my car? So mm-hmm. that's what we did. Mm. What a nice guy, that Sean guy. Yeah, man. 
He's, he's uh, an exemplary man. Exemplary. Look at that. Would yep. you fucking get a dictionary a day <laughs> fucking calendar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so, what have you been up to, Papa Adrian? I haven't heard from you in a while, man. What have you been doing? I, f- I finished that bathroom. Nice. It's done? I got the... Yep. It took me fucking nine months. I could have had a baby, but I finished the bathroom. <laughs> um... It's, it's less it's, expensive to do a bathroom than it has have a baby, so good good job. Um, I would actually fucking I don't know, man. I'll, I'll flip a coin with you on that one. <laughs> um, I have a feeling I'm gonna owe the credit card company for a long fucking time, but uh, now let's see what happens. The I finished the bathroom. I got it advertised now, and now I'm just like I'm just going through the screening people type shit. Okay. So, but I finished the bathroom, and then nice. I went to uh, Acton Friday and played Legacy. Oh, that's awesome. What'd you play? What the fuck do you think I played? You were on Tin Fins? Uh, Burning Fins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I went out there, I played Burning Fins. I was trying to call Jim on the way out there to see if he was going to be out there. I don't have Ian's number. i got to get Ian's number. But uh, and, and Jim ended up calling me just before round one. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just out here. So there was just like... It, it was weird, too, because they were doing an Eternal Masters draft. And so there was only seven of us to play Legacy. It was it was it was weird, but uh, we yeah. had, I think that Eternal Masters draft might be the one thing that would pull me away from playing Legacy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm all set. I don't know. Um. It's it's a fun draft set, man. I'll, I'm, oh, I'm sure I it is, but like I've still got. I mean, I I picked up Eternal Masters shit already, mm-hmm. so like I just didn't have the interest in doing forty dollars for a draft. Yeah. But no, that's fair. But it, yeah. So I ended up I I brought my son, so there was me, my son, and Aaron out there anyway, and. uh I played Burning Fins. I think I had the round one by round two. I played against this kid. It was wicked cool. His name was Curtis, and he was doing Sneak and Show. This is the like the first time I've played in, I don't know, nine months maybe, and I'm like shaking off the dust with Burning Fins, and it was it was wicked bad because he had, um, I think he show-and-telled Emrakul or something, and like end of turn I entombed Grizzlebrand, and then during my turn I untapped uh, got Grizzlebrand on the field, went to draw, started running out of life, and I realized I could entomb children of Corliss and bring it on the field so I could get the life back. And it's, and like, I attacked with Emrakul to get the, the, uh, I mean, I attacked with Grizzlebrand to get the other seven life. And when he blocked with Emrakul, I'm like, oh yeah, right, now when I actually reanimate the children, I can't draw. But, like, the deck's so forgiving, I ended uh. up being. It, I, it's so forgiving. I ended up being able to just entomb Grizzlebrand, get him back on the field, and then into <laughs> Children of Corliss. And I just kept going in this like this long, convoluted turn. Um, you know, I'm shaking the dust off. This is the first game I've played with the deck in at least probably six months anyway. And uh, we went... What, what's the round? Like 50 minutes? Yeah. All right, so I think we went 30 minutes on game one. <laughs> and like probably 15, 20 of it was me trying to finish this turn. <laughs> You must have loved that. Oh, he was watching yeah, me. I was, was like, going to say, 30 minutes in one game on Burning Fins versus Sneak and Show, something does not seem right there. Oh, I, I really screwed up. Oh, my God, I screwed up so bad. But the deck just forgave me, and I'm like, all right, I'll keep going. And I started, like, ramping up, and I got enough mana. There's Children of Corliss, and, and then I'm getting ready to Tendrils. And then I think he, he finally realized that I actually had the ability to do something. So we, um, you know, we went to game two, and he's played... He's a Tin Fins player himself. Uh, he was just on Sneak and Show. Game two, uh, he killed me quick. Um, game three, we went to turns, and then he like just about had me anyway. Because I went like I went early, figuring he's either got Force of Will or he doesn't. And and he did. Then I had to rebuild my hand. Meanwhile, 
he had to pitch blue that like tore his hand apart and uh we went to turns and then he's like okay that's 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 turns uh will you concede to me <laughs> and i just looked at him like uh yes I can he do doesn't that. know you, you know, I'm, yeah, but I'm like i'm like yeah i can do that uh, that game one was definitely all my fault <laughs> perfectly fine i could be content with that so uh so i ended up scooping him and then i played my son and i ended up like I don't know, I got I got store credit, so I left with a Bayou. <laughs> so I, I, not like I got a dream bike. crushed your son. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was he's he hadn't played in a while either, you know, and he and he's not used to the he's not even used to the idea of trying to play um, a control aspect with Dredge. So like me and him swapped decks, and I let him play Burning Fins, and I took Dredge, and I started showing him like y- you can actually use Cabal Therapy very powerfully against the combo deck. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I said, so we played a little bit there. And then, um, and yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was a recent trip out to Acton. I was gonna see about, I was gonna see about going down to Ice Imports tonight, but that's alright. I'll do that some other time. I don't know if I'm gonna we hit We gotta the- bring you guys some lovely, lovely content. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody had to drag you guys into a Skype call. You both all ready to go to bed. <laughs> It's true, man. I've been working like 900 days in a row since I got back. Oh, yeah. Season, oh. So. Yeah. I tried <laughs> jobs. Actually, okay. Well, you, you're a father of two little boys. So you got two yeah. jobs. We'll go with that. I, okay. I've been working 12 hour work days. Uh, it's legit. It's legit. But you, all you're doing is counting money stacks, Jerry. I'm hard <laughs> Other people's money stacks. It's not mine. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's like the ultimate rubbins. <laughs> Jerry, did you play any Legacy this week? I did. I actually went to a bunch of duels tournament. Oh, you oh how, was, how was that? I wanted to go to that. I know. It was a good, good turnout. Uh, Josh Sissio ended up taking it down. Of course he did. Oh, the whole thing? Yep, the what whole a... thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, he was spawned Shardless Bug. He oh. was going to come on and talk about it tonight, but he got stuck at work, so we're going to have him on next week instead. Awesome. I'd love to talk Shardless. Yeah, yeah, it was a good event. Um, I did okay. I went 3-3, three and three, so just kind of blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm right now. I'm kind of debating whether I want to stay on Sneak and Show for the SCG, or I'm kind of feeling a little fair bug. Like I'm kind of getting a little, a little, uh, little sick of combo. I kind of want to play something fair. You should get into Eldrazi. So what do you think? <laughs> you think it bug Delver? You think it's Shardless Bug? Ah, uh, Josh keeps harping on Shardless Bug, and Shardless is fucking awesome. Yeah, he keeps putting up results. Oh my God, I I love that deck. I and it's actually I picked up. I got some Eternal Masters, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things I did pick up five packs. And I'm like, fuck it, if it's uh, if there's junk, I'll just that'll just, I'll use start using that as that anti deck, anti league or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so out of the five packs, one of them was uh, Shardless Agent. I'm like, all right, this pack's not going anti league because I actually want to put Shardless Bug back together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another one was um, Infernal Tutor. I mean, no, no, no. What the hell, Enlightened Tutor? Oh yeah. And then. Uh, like I had a whole deck because I know I usually do that with land tax and shit. And then uh, the other one was Sylvan Library. No, I'm like, okay, oh, that goes into fucking Shardless Bug. That pack doesn't go. But then there was like what Goblin Trenches? Yeah, yeah, that can go in anti league. I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> going in anti league. But then there's the downsides, and then and then Sphinx of the Steel Wind. Yep. And I'm and I'm like, oh well, you know, I could put Reanimator together. There's a Sphinx there, and but like that pack had. Uh, Sphinx of the Steel Wind, Animate Dead, Relic of Progenitus, and Wirewood Symbiote. I'm like, oh man, like, I don't really want that to go, like, I, I could use a Relic of Progenitus, I could use it, I'm like, 
No, they just got a fucking hit, I guess. <laughs> so are you complaining that your packs are too good? Is that what's <laughs> going on right now? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, what they cost me fucking... They definitely didn't even buy themselves. You know, I could have just yeah. bought a Sylvan Library. Shardless Agent's actually gone down so much. Like, I want to put Shardless Bug Tape back together. That's why I grabbed the Bayou. You know, the, I think it really seems like the challenge at this point will be, like, just actually biting the bullet to get Tarmogoyfs. Uh, okay, biting the bullet to get duels. But that's not even... Like, I went up to... um you know, when I went up to act and I was talking to the guy and I said, you know, can I take a look at that bayou in there? And I, and, and I'm like, all right, now I just got to debate it. And he's like, yeah, hey, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an expensive, whatever he said. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's just, it, I'm like, you know, the difference between need and want. But then I said something to him about like, I sold my collection and ended up buying a house said so I could buy the collection back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so it, like, it's just really, I said something to him, like, I was always told, always invest in real estate. And he just started fucking laughing because I'm looking at dual lands. <laughs> yeah, I forget. Oh, what is, I know, who, though, who you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but he's a cool guy. What, the kid behind the counter? Yeah. At, uh, his name was Matt. He was a new guy. Oh, he's a new guy? Oh, okay, I was yeah. thinking of the other one, but. No, he was good, though. He was, he was cool. And, yeah, they, uh, always, they always get some pretty cool people at uh, yep. gaming, etc. So, yeah, so I'm still trying to put Bug back together. I can't think of anything that's actually going to be difficult to find. I think I like some of it I actually have. Um, I'm glad they reprinted Sylvan Library. But I actually, I also picked up a box, and it's fucking killing me not opening it. Of Eternal Masters? Yeah. Man. Oh, big baller. I hear that. I have, I, I have six packs sitting on my dresser right now. Are you debating opening them? Uh, I'm saving them for a uh, for a draft, but the draft uh, is getting pushed back and back and back. Crack them live on the air, Jerry. Dude, I had a, I had to buy three extra packs, uh, so I went to friggin' Pandemonium in Cambridge, and they were charging fifteen dollars a pack for them. What? I'm like, fuck it, I have to get these anyways. I need it from the you draft, bought them? and then I didn't draft with them. You bought them, and then oh man, yeah, I now they're sitting on my bureau waiting for this draft to take place. Shh. You better you better pull something good in those packs, man. I know, right? Be extra salty, fucking paying fifteen dollars for those things. Yeah. Ooh, it's goblin trenches. Carrie, <laughs> I hope you get a foil force of will. That's all I want. That's all I want. I don't yep. hope you get a foil force of will. <laughs> no, it's wow, man. Like running, no, the running the GP because Jerry was like, so Jerry scrubbed out of the event, um, Thanks. and uh, was well. I'm just telling the background <laughs> story. Jerry's a little Jerry's a little upset, and uh, it got to the point where he's like, "Pat, I'm just gonna give you go, go give you money. You have to go buy the pack yourself. I can't buy them for you because if I hand you over a pack that has money cards in it, he's like, I'm at too emotional. What did you say? You're like, I'm I have reached an emotional threshold. That's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> too emotionally fragile to see that happen. <laughs> and it's not that I like didn't want you, but it's like. It's like the scratch ticket effect. It's like yeah. you give someone a scratch ticket for their birthday and then they win $100,000 off of it. Like, you could be the greatest person in the world. That still stings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was funny. Mm. I haven't bought any more Eternals Masters since uh, since the GP because I, I think we bought, we like, what, we cut a case four ways. my wife threatened me. Yeah, <laughs> we cut a case four ways and then we did two drafts. So that cost us a pretty penny. I mean, I even though the boxes were like... Ways? Yeah, like so. Me, Sean. No, we did. We did half a case. 
Oh, okay, I was going to say, it's like 1500 right? Oh, no, I'm sorry, a box. Yeah, yeah, not a case. I'm oh, sorry. all right, all right. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, misleading. Yeah, we split it, we split a box four ways. Actually, I guess technically we three, we split a box through, you know, paying wise three ways. Yeah, cause and, that, we, we bought Sean into the box as payment yeah. for driving us. Yeah, which, which is like, uh, uh, this, the deal of a century on our, on our half, so. Yeah. Um, and then we, then we got another box, then we got another box, and we, uh, we drafted that. And then we drafted a second time. So, like, I think I got in for, like, six, like, 12 packs total. And that's probably my limit on Eternal Masters. I'm going to try to draft it online a little bit. It, it seems to me, like, a little lackluster. Like, the, what, um, you know, and, and it, this the is set's a, good. It's just the value's not there for what you're paying for it. Well, yeah, like, 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 like most sets, right? Like, you're, well, no, what I'm, what I'm thinking is, like, I went, you know, I went to the store... Um, I got Eternal Masters. The store heavily focuses on standard. There's very little Eternal anything that even goes on at the store. And I figured he was going to have extra product, and I'd fucking pick up a box and, and some packs. And, um, you know, he was doing a draft there, and there was a bunch of standard players, and one of them's going, yeah, that kid over there, he just opened a foil force of will. And I'm thinking, like, that's too bad, because now he just needs the rest of a legacy deck and three more foil force of wills. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a downside to open. It's like the Tarmogoy thing with Modern Masters. You open one, that's great. You need three more. Yeah, I think, I think, like, if standard players are playing that, you know, the set, they're just looking to get Eternal Staples to sell them off. I, yeah. I think, I, I think, like, this, that, this set is going to lessen the costs of some, like, Outliers in Legacy, you know what I mean? Like something like Caracas will certainly mm-hmm. see like a dip in price, which um, is nice. Yeah, oh yeah, which is great, right? Like that's that's a win-win. Things like Charlotte's Agent, things like uh, even like a Baleful Strix, which is only like a couple bucks. Those actually, all yeah. on, on that topic, I'm actually curious, and I know Jerry will follow me on this. Uh, if if what they've done with Eternal Masters is going to adjust other cards, as far as like even though they've reprinted it twice now, will click go up because more people have Caracas and want to get a click lock? Yeah, well, I think so. What I'm, my my point is is that I think like because I think that it will see a relaxation in price, but I don't think that this is going to push people into the format. You know what I mean? Like I, it might push some. I don't know. But not this is just anecdotal, but I've talked to several people who got into the into Legacy because of Eternal Masters. Yeah, I mean, I mean pretty I, much all of them were on death and taxes, but yeah. like they were still people that would not be playing Legacy if it wasn't for Eternal Masters. Yeah, I mean, like I guess like that is probably a symptom of. You know, death and taxes being pretty prevalent in that set to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they kind of benefit from a lot of those cards seeing a price drop, and that deck becomes a little bit more affordable. Um, but you know, that being said, I think like like the actual set to play is just a fun. It's just wicked fun. It's the most fun I've had playing like drafting a set ever. And I don't know if that's a result of like the people we were playing with doing like actual kind of like casual live drafting. Or if like the set is just that good, but no, no, Pat, you you don't still have packs of Eternal Masters, right? Like sealed? No, I have nothing okay. sealed. I have like, I have like little short boxes of like commons and uncommons that are going to be okay. able to drive. Uh, right. But uh, I don't have anything. A little else. harder to keep track of what packs yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I know I bought twelve packs. Yep. And that's that's it. <laughs> I'm probably not going to get into any more. But yeah, set's been fun to draft, so I I have no regrets. I'll probably play it a little bit more online, possibly. But so, uh, Jerry, price wise, what do you, I mean? Do you do you think uh, the extra supply of Caracas is gonna create an extra demand of clicks? Um, I feel the answer is yes, but I don't think it's gonna be at a noticeable level. 
Okay, fair enough. Just because they're... While that's definitely a connection that exists, it's it's a little bit too tangentially connected in order to have a real, you know, driving force on prices in the market. Right. I mean, the thing isn't so much, I, I want that in my deck. The thing is more, I want that in my collection. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that, like, I think that's going to be the actual, uh, I, the prevalent factor. I think on, like, a much broader sense, uh, the answer is yes. If, you, you know, just talking about any, you know, legacy staples that wasn't in Eternal Masters, that combos mm-hmm. with anything that is in yeah. Eternal Masters. Like, here's my surprise. I haven't seen a jump on show-and-tells yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for that any day now. I, I, I was thinking I should pick up three, and I'm like, I should just get this by you instead. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, if, yeah, if anyone's looking for, like, show-and-tell is crim- criminally low right now. Yep. It just got sold off so hard when Omnitel got banned out of the format, and now it looks like they're kind of doing some some things in Shadows or what Eldritch Moon or whatever it is that uh, if they if anything else gets spoiled, it could uh, it could be pretty big news for Omnitel players. Oh, you mean that Eldrazi card? Yeah, yeah, the Eldrazi card. Um, we can talk about that later, but. Yeah, real real quick. Why you don't you don't find that to be a good segue to it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll segue to the other segue topic in another segue. Wait, what were you talk about? What were you <laughs> no, I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'll segue to that segue segue. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've been doing the phantom drafts though, just because the money's not there for real drafts, and it was all going great until I opened up a. Uh, Control magic? No, until I opened up a wasteland in a phantom draft. And oh. I saw it was real. <laughs> um, the prices on some of these singles have dropped though pretty significantly. So yeah. on Magic Online at least, so that's a nice that's a nice thing to see. Like I know we were talking about days and stuff, how it hasn't dropped as much. Um, but I, w- I was actually mistaken because that was the um like the original printing of it. So the modern ma- the uh, Eternal Master printing has dropped a bit. So that's nice to see too. You know. Yeah, I'm actually. Sure. I'm, I'm considering. Like, do you think it's worth like selling my existing cards and buying into the lower priced Eternal Master stuff? I think that's r- real risky unless you're selling. Like, there's arbitrage where you can actually sell and buy at an immediate instance. So, just real quickly, like, like I could go to MTO, MTGO Traders and they have like the new Phyrexia days or, or whatever it is. I don't know what set that is. Nemesis. I'm sorry. Is like the price on there is 874, so they're probably buying it slightly cheaper. And the um, EMA days is four eighteen, so it's like half the price. Yeah. So I guess like if I log in and find out what they're buying the cards for. Yeah, I mean if if as if you, I mean I feel that's a no brainer. If you don't care about art or anything like that, uh, I I could not care less. Yeah, about art. then get on there and switch them out. It doesn't have a buy price on here for whatever reason, but. So if you go to uh, for the hell of it, then I'll tell you. Like I, I noticed something the other day. If you go to mtgprice.com under price tracker, there's actually a free money arbitrage tool. Oh yeah. And it, It'll tell you the different vendors where somebody's buy list is greater than somebody else's sell price. Right. Oh yeah. And and the price in between the two and is who that they for, are. Is that for physical cards, Adrian, or is that for MTGO as well? Uh, physical, anyway. Okay. I've seen like the most amount of market fluctuation in the MTGO scene. But that being said, I haven't like followed the paper market too closely lately. Now that we're already talking about prices again, even though we were going to segue into a spoiler, <laughs> what I wanted to say about prices, have you guys seen the price on Moat lately? Yep. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it had a buyout on TCG Player. Like It's up to like a, it's like up to like $1,000, but it'll drop. Yeah. Kind of kicking myself not picking that copy up for 200 at the GP. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's such that's such like a... 
an arbitrary thing. You know what I mean? Like that shit can happen at, at any time. So yeah, it's but just, I mean, it's I like mean, I knew the logic behind it. Like the reason why the buyout took place is because Eldrazi uh, has been bigger and bigger, and Moat's a great card to combat Eldrazi. Oh, uh, that's right. cute. Yeah, and that's why I was like thinking about buying the Moat is to include it in my sideboard. And I'm like, nah, I just bought these Black Border Dual Lands. I can't afford Moat right now. And then Moat goes up to the same price as the Black Border Dual Lands. What, are you going to put Moat in the sideboard of Sneak and Show? Yeah. Emmercool and Grizzlebrand fly. <laughs> and what were you just going to show and tell in Moat? Nah, I'd just cast it. With what? I'm casting... He's got planes. He's got yeah, Monster I'm casting right the Heeries. I'm casting Jaces. Oh, okay. So I've, been, like, I've been hard casting like Ashen Rider lately. Show. <laughs> Patriot Sneak and yeah, Show. Basically, I've been hard casting uh, Ashen Rider. I've done it five times so far, where I've had two planes, two Lotus Petals, and a couple City of Traders or Ancient doesn't that, doesn't Doesn't that defeat the purpose of Sneak Attack and Show and Tell? <laughs> yeah, but when you're on the ropes <laughs> and they, they have like Pithing Needle on Sneak Attack, and you have Grizzlebrand, Emrakul, Ashen Rider in your hands, you're real happy you can hard cast Ashen Rider, get the uh, Pithing Needle, and then throw Grizzlebrand and Emrakul into play. Oh, imagine if you could just swap one of those sneak attacks for an Omniscience. <laughs> but then how nice would I get the Omniscience in play? <laughs> show and tell. I don't nice. have show... If I had a show and tell, I would be show and telling in one of my creatures. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, the deck can hard cast Ashen Rider, which has saved my butt on quite a few occasions. Yeah, I can do it with an Omniscience, too. <laughs> but, I, uh, but how do I get the Omniscience into play? <laughs> oh my god. Show and tell. No. <laughs> you haven't seen the you haven't seen the sneak and show decks play in omniscience. I have, I have. Okay, but we're done. Then that, was that a question? <laughs> in this situation, show and tell is not available. Okay. So, so Jerry, just real quickly, the uh, the spread on Wasteland right now is fifteen dollars between what you can buy the EMA single four, what you can buy the uh, Tempest Remastered single four, which okay. I think is what I have. For, oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't for Wasteland on MTGO. So that's like, you know, like probably, you probably won't get 60 bucks between the playset, but you might get back like 40. And like, you'll probably get back 12 between the playset of days. So I think it's probably a move worth doing. Like, if you're going to swap out cards, now is probably the peak time to do it. Yeah, do it up. If you don't care about art, which I, I actually kind of prefer the EMA art over the Tempest Remastered art. Anyway, sorry to sidetrack. It's yeah. all good. Anyways, should we go back to our original segue? Oh, yeah, sure. We can talk about some uh, some big bad Eldrazi. Yeah, we got some spoilers. So the first... <laughs> so, first off, this is like a, a very like poor reveal, right? So overall. Like, Paul Revere? Paul Revere's no, here? No, it was a poor reveal. Like, I mean, everyone knew that it was going to be Emrakul, right? Like, they, they <laughs> no, right? It, it was the worst kept secret. It, it was. It was built up to be this big thing, and like everyone knew it was going to be Emrakul. Like, it's obviously not going to be anything clever. I just wasn't a big fan of how they held out for so long. Like they didn't give you the set symbol, and it was just it was just annoying. But Man, um, I, they could have totally just ripped off Doctor Who and did the episode where the moon is really an alien. Like I thought that was, <laughs> I, like that was set up for them, wizards. Come on, and you you're not stealing it. You're borrowing borrowing as you all oh so often borrow other uh, sci-fi and fantasy tropes for your card game. Just make the moon an alien, man. I still think it would have been cool to have uh, Merit Lage, but... Yeah, I think Merit Lage would have been cool, because that's a cool throwback for the older players, and it's also like another, hey guys, uh, Emrakul isn't actually the biggest creature in Magic, everyone forgets. (laughs) So yeah, that would have been cool. The the one good thing about this, have you seen the full art for Emrakul? 
Oh, it's so good. Oh, you my missed, God, I want like, it. The, the card cuts off the best part of the art. Yeah. Of the original art. <laughs> it sucks. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like, it doesn't suck. Like, they have to fit Emrakul in the action. It would be stupid. <laughs> it's like, I feel okay. like Emrakul yeah. is left out of the art. <laughs> I haven't but. seen the full art. Oh, hold on. Let me pull it up for you, man. It's great. Or you, or you can, you're probably doing it right. Um, Jerry, you want to, you want to read the stats on Emrakul, the promised end? Yeah, and already there's been some, uh, spits and spats going on in the Facebook group about it. I had to break up some fights. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the 12 post players have been, have been going at it. Evan and, uh, Aaron in particular. Play nice, boys. <laughs> but, uh, so Emrakul, the promised end, costs 13 for a 13-13, extra lucky. Yeah, very flavorful, right? Yeah. Wait, what the, what the hell's that thing? With, what, the, that other card, Triscadalian? Triscadecophobia. Right? Yeah, what is that? It's got some shit to do with 13. How does that interact with this? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just oh. says you okay. lose a game if you're at 13 in life. Innistrad as a whole just has a whole, like, 13, the number 13 okay. uh, theme going on because it's, right, it's, right. it's the, horror. What was the other fucking thing in the hatchling? Ludovic's test subject. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's dozens of sure. examples of 13 right. throughout the set. Okay. Um, but it has the Emrakul, cl- uh, not the Emrakul, the Tarmogoyf Clause, uh, only instead of making it stronger, it costs one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard. Um, I've heard people speculating on that alone that uh, Tarmogoyf is going to be in this set. <laughs> Which, I mean, if that happens, huh. sure. <laughs> no. That would be fucked up. Yeah. Tarmogoyf has no business in this set. I, I mean, it was in Future it's Sight. Future it doesn't site. really have a plane, so it could technically go to any plane you want it. It, and it's a it has a plane. It has a plane. That's because I'm trying to put What's the plane? Tarmogoyf is part of the Goyf cycle, which is from... Uh, Whatever, what were they on? Don Aria? Yeah, but the Goyf, Goyfs are, are universal. That's like saying like elves are part of the Dominaria cycle. It's just mm. a creature type? Yeah, it's just a creature type. Kind of like Eldrazi. You could apparently put Eldrazi in Innistrad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh. I'm not saying Tomer Goyf's gonna be in the set, but I've heard a lot of buzz about people suspecting that it is, yeah. uh, because they, you know, they use that clause. Can you imagine the beating you have if you're playing like a deck that has a ton of discard? And you're playing Emrakul, the Promised End, and you're playing Tarmogoy. <laughs> and you're playing like a Delirium deck where you're just trying to like just discard your whole hand. Yeah, that's that'd be a nightmare. Right? That's never it's never gonna happen, guys. Tarmogoy <laughs> is not gonna be in a standard set. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, at least this Emrakul has Trample. Because Wizards has never done anything broken in standard before. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, this this Emrakul can't be killed by Tragic Slip, which is un- which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah, no, it can. It, it says protection from instance for some godforsaken reason. I know. So, I mean... <laughs> I, I, when I read this card, I'm like, this card can't be real. This looks like a six-year-old designed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first time we've seen something that's protection from instance? I don't think so. There's yeah, other things, so. like... Protection from colored spells. Yeah, there's like there there's other cards that have, like, weird protection. But, but this is calling out, like, a card type, not necessarily, like, you know... Well, we can we can be glad it doesn't say protection from interrupts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 it might be the first one that specifically says protection from instance, but I know there's been other cards that have had like protection from you know non-creature sources or things like that. Okay. All right. There, there's been some weird protection uh, cards in the past, but yeah. this might be the first one that's just straight up protection from instance. So, 13 mana for a 13-13 flying trample protection from instance. You're never going to actually... Well, I shouldn't say you're, you're never going to cast it in Legacy. Uh, there's decks like 12 posts that'll cast it, right? Yeah, and I but think 12... 
skipping ahead, I think 12 Post is probably the only deck in Legacy that would even consider running it. So, yeah, so this is not a sneaky show target, right, Jerry? No, because, I mean, its trigger is when you cast Emrakul. It's worse than the other, it's worse than other Emrakul. Yeah, it's like, why would I run this over regular Emrakul? Right, right. I mean, if, if you're actually gonna get Emrakul into play, if, you, whether you cast it or whether you don't, the two extra colorless mana is irrelevant. Right. And the two power is relevant, the Annihilator 6 is definitely relevant, and then the protection from more than just bloody instants is very relevant. <laughs> well, I mean, in Legacy, like, so Swords is an instant, right? I mean, I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, what... That's, like, the premier removal spell in the, in the Legacy, right? Well, here's, here's actually something cute. Um, Emrakul, the Promised End, as opposed to the Aeon's Torn, mm-hmm. this one you can control magic. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but Pat... Wait, the, the, isn't Control Magic an instant? No, no. it's an enchant it's it's creature. creature. It's in oh. your fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in my binder. I'm keeping, I'm keeping uh, it in. <laughs> the whole point, though, Pat, is original Emrakul has protection from instants as well, as well as a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Annihilator 6, guys. The one upgrade is the fact that it has Trample, because I cannot tell you the number of times I've had an Emrakul be blocked by a Flicker Wisp. And it's the worst. <laughs> oh, lingering souls token. Yeah, right. lingering souls token. I've seen, I've seen. Uh, what is it? Uh, Thopter Foundry hold yep. off an Emrakul for like six <laughs> yes. turns because they the can best. make seven. They can make seven tokens a turn, six to sacrifice to annihilator and one to block the uh, Emrakul. <laughs> so I mean, trample is relevant, but it's not worth all the other downsides. And the fact that like one of the best abilities on the card is only triggered when you cast it. And, you know, for the same reason, Reanimator isn't going to want to run this, also because it costs 13, so losing 13 life is actually pretty relevant. I'm, st- I'm still curious if anybody will play it somewhere. Even if the Eld- Eldrazi deck will play it, just because it's cheaper, they can get it out faster, I don't know. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually curious if anybody's going to fuck around with this with Ugin's Nexus. <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> I like that. Ugin's Nexus, for listeners who don't know, is... Uh, players can't take extra turns when uh, Ugin's, <laughs> Ugin's Nexus dies, you take an extra turn. It's like an artifact for five. I run that in my EDH deck. That deck's awesome. I mean, that card's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think it's okay. Uh, Aaron is dead set on playing this in 12th post. He thinks it's going to be great in it. Good. Yeah, he's dead set. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. also, I'm also under the impression that, you know, since they're making this Emrakul and Innistrad, what is the price of, uh, what is it, Eye of Ugin go to? Because I'm assuming that there's going to be more Eldrazi than just this. I don't uh, think is, so. Is Eye, of Ugin, I, is Eye of Ugin in standard right now? I don't No, 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 but it's been like, it's been going up due to modern with all the Eldrazi. Well, it got, I, it got banned out of modern though. Okay, and it's still around in Legacy. Cause yeah, but this isn't good enough to play. Yeah, this isn't good enough to play Legacy, right? So. I'm not saying this is. What I'm saying is that they'll, they'll probably come up with more Eldrazi cards in the set. I don't think there's, they are. There's four. There's five colorless, uh, non-artifact creatures in this set. Sure, but there was because a bunch Emrakul of other... is six, so there's at least five. Sure, but they were colored fucking Eldrazi's in the last battle for Zendikar, whatever the hell it was, right? Yeah, but we just had an entire Eldrazi set. I think like Wizards knows we're kind of sick of it. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that they're going to fill this with Eldrazi. What I'm saying is there'll probably be more than just Emrakul. I hope not. I think yeah. I think that flavorfully, this set's going to have like, um, like what I've heard, and which I think is probably going to happen. And this is just an example. This isn't what I think will happen. But say like they had Snapcaster Mage in the, in the original Innistrad, 
now you're gonna have like uh like a Snapcaster Mage that costs a little bit more. Dualcaster like, Mage. Sure, and like might flip into like you know Snapcaster like, Mage. No, like we'll flip into like Snapcaster Mage. Um, you know. Fuck that! I want Snapcaster of, Mage that flips into click. You know, like some kind of like uh, effect that when they flip over, like similar to a werewolf, it's like this Snapcaster Mage has been um, affected oh, by the Emrakul invasion. He's like corrupted. That's the word. You know, like you'll have these corrupted uh, creatures on the flip side. So like you might have Thalia, and then Thalia flips over and is corrupted by Emrakul and has like all these tentacly things and whatnot. Nice. I think that's probably more fits for the flavor of the set than a bunch of colorless Eldrazi. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Who who the fuck knows though? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> speculation, and none of that will probably even make it in the cast because it's boring and completely rele- irrelevant. But um, it's uh, it's cool. I think the real one that everyone's talking about, though, at least from a legacy standpoint, is the other uh, one we had spoiled. Really? Coax from the Blind Eternities. Oh, uh, that one. I thought you were talking about the. Uh, no, not <laughs> not Sad Werewolf. Oh, sad Werewolf is sad. Yeah, no one cares about that card. Alpha. <laughs> Sad Werewolf is sad. No one wants that one. <laughs> so the card we're referring to is Coax from Blind Eternities. Two and a blue for a sorcery. Kind of wish it was an instant. You may choose an Eldrazi card you own from outside the game or in exile. Reveal that card and put it into your hand. I think it's cool because it's the first time we've had a wish card, a card that lets you pull things from your sideboard in like 10 years. Well, not less than 10 years because there was a glittering wish, but... It's been a while. It's been at least five years. Maybe more. What is that other fucking thing? Warping Wheel? That's an Eldrazi card, isn't it? Yeah, so you can get tribal cards. I think everyone's going about it the wrong way. Everyone's saying, like, oh, this goes into Sneak and Show. I'm like, no. You, why would you replace Emrakul with these things? Because it's better than Ashen Rider. What? What? <laughs> How does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the card it can replace. <laughs> no, Ashen Rider stays main, man. That card is a okay. lifesaver. Alright. Uh, but no, like everyone's saying, it's like, oh yeah, you just take out all your Emrakuls from Sneak and Show and put them in, put these in. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, you don't want to show and tell Cokes from the Blind Eternities. <laughs> right. Like, when I'm show and telling, I'm often doing it for Exaxes. Like, I have exactly four mana and one red to activate it. I don't want to wait a turn, cast Cokes from Blind Eternities, hope that this doesn't get countered if I just fought over getting my Sneak and Show, to, Sneak Attack to resolve. Having them top deck a counter spell just to counter this on my next turn, like uh, you're just opening yourself up to getting blown out for no reason. Like you're still having the same number of cards in your deck. You're still replacing three to four Emrakul with three to four cloaks from Blind Eternities. The reason why you would run this card is for diversity of selection. That's why the wishes are so good because they let you choose from a bunch of different options from your sideboard. When I remember when I was doing that um, Red Blue Omni show. Yep. And I would Burning Wish to the sideboard for Living Wish, Living Wish to the sideboard for Ulamog. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to do that. Right. Th- this this kind of solves that. But it, I still like that Burning Wish board. Yeah, so I can see it being an Omnitel, because Omnitel doesn't really care about mana, it's just casting everything anyways. And Omnitel already does that, where they do, like, Cutting Wish for... I'm, I'm forgetting what the exact chain is, but they do... Eldamri's like, Call. Yeah, Eldam- that's what it is for Eldamri's Call in order to find Emrakul, and that just kind of streamlines it a bit, and also Eldamri's Call isn't a blue card, so it can't be pitched to four so well. Well, Eldamri's Call's in your sideboard. Now, yeah, so I guess that doesn't even matter in the first place. So yeah, I can see Omnitel running it just to streamline that process a bit, but I don't really I'd... see any other deck wanting this card. 
I'd be curious to see an Eldrazi deck run it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, especially if they give us some more sweet tribal Eldrazi uh, spells. No, if they just wanted to pull out, I don't even know any of these fucking Eldrazi cards, but if they just wanted them in the sideboards, they could pull one faster. It, it gives them some sort of deck selection, right? Card yeah. selection anyway. Yeah, I could also see like maybe a blue-green 12-post list running it, just for uh, you know getting the, that more selection. I mean, they're already running Eye of Ugin, which is uncounterable, so I can see why some... 12-post players aren't going to want to play this because they're already running an uh, uncounterable tutor for their Eldrazi. But I could see, like, a totally different build of blue-green 12-post come out uh, that's more, uh, like, silver bullet orientated. And is do you think like, they failed there? What do you mean? Well, they've got they've got Emrakul with, like, card types in the graveyard, right? Do you really... Like, should this have just been a tribal sorcery Eldrazi? Yeah, that would be pretty sweet if it was. Because then you could, well, I think the reason why they didn't do that is because you could just use this to get itself. Well, to get another one. I mean, it's not gone until it resolves, right? And that doesn't actually do anything. Well, you can't get it anyways. Oh, actually, yeah, no, it actually says from exile. Um, Yeah. So, well, the reason why is if you did that. Actually, no, that does make a difference. Yeah, because if you had Omnitel in play and and you had two of these, you could just cast them infinitely, targeting each other and generate infinite storm. No, 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 this goes into your graveyard after you cast it. Uh, there's another card in play I didn't mention that exile. There's also a resting piece in play. That was the that was the key part I left out. Bad deck, bad deck is bad, but it works. So, yeah, it is magical <laughs> Christmas land. You're right, I have no idea why it's not a tribal sorcery. Thank you. <laughs> was that that fucking hard? Holy shit. Uh, I'm just thinking of reasons so- why they didn't make it that way. Because they've been trying to avoid tribal since they made Tarmogoyf, right? Uh, Didn't not... they, they did those both around the same time and they haven't made a tribal, Sid? Uh, no, I mean, there's All His Dust is tribal. Is that right around the same set? I, I That's that's my gap years. Oh, no, they did... Wait, tribal was in Lorwyn, right? Yeah. Was Lorwyn, World Wake, and Rise of the Eldrazi all the same block? No, no, it was Lorwyn, Morning Tide, Evening oh, Tide. Shadow Mar. Shadow Mar. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so, like, real so quick... should have been a tribal. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about um, cards being, like, the, the flip side being corrupted by Emrakul. There was just one spoil that actually confirms that. <laughs> so Patrick is a, a savant, is what you're saying. Yeah. Are you fucking live spoiling shit? Was, so, oh, we good? Yeah. Did we get a spoiler card? We got a spoiler card. So, this is, this is, so the cool thing about this reveal is that they don't actually have the it's, casting cost side of it, so all what? we know is that the... We, all we know is the flip side of this card, yeah, and it's Hanweir. It's not it's on... It's Hanweir, the... What? It's not on Mythic Spoilers, send that. It's not, it literally just came up. I can't find... Can you uh, fucking share a link? I can't find an image, guys. <laughs> is uh, it is the image in your head? Is it being beamed no, in literally your head? Oh, you got this guys, off Reddit. This, yeah, this is just a video. Here, I'll send you the video. Um, but I'll, I'll read you the card. Oh, so it's shit, the, that artwork is fucking awesome. The full oh, art cool? Yeah, I told you. So the flip the, the the flip side of Hanweir is called Hanweir the Writhing Township. It's a legendary creature, Eldrazi Ooze. It's uh, 7-4. It's got Trample Haste, and it says whenever Hanweir the Writhing Township attacks, put th- two 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So that's pretty sweet. I don't know what the like the actual other side of the card is, but I'm assuming it has to do with the town of Hanweir, uh, which is in the... In the um, in a Strahd story, um, so well, literally, that, if we had waited twenty minutes, half the things we you know talked about would have been resolved. <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I 
I was right. So next Monday, everybody gets to go, oh, nice on yesterday's news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they record this on Thursday. So, so there is going to be actual Eldrazi as well in the set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but they might be on the, what I'm saying is, they might mostly be on the flip side of cards because that is the town of Hanweir after it's been corrupted by Emmerpool. So I think that's what we'll see. We'll see like, Innistrad flavor cards on one side, and then the flip side is going to be cards that have been corrupted by the presence of Emberpool, which is kind of what drove Avacyn insane and has been causing a lot of havoc on the plane itself. Oh my god, did you actually read the fucking stories or something? I, dude, I told you, I don't read the stories. There's a there's a guy who does a podcast where he reads the stories, and I just listen to them when I'm driving. That's the only reason why I know the information. Otherwise, I could not care less about that shit, but it feels Time. So, looking at this card, I'm guessing that the flip side is a land. It could be, which is actually sort of neat, right? Yeah, because if it's, like, at all relevant or, like, easy to flip, uh, this card is very good. A land yeah, that turns into a 7-4 that pumps out 3-2s. Yeah, two 3-2s, tapped and attacking, one in attacks, that's pretty pretty insane. Yep, trample and haste. I want the full art. It looks like, so it's one of those ones where it has, like, an opaque background, and it looks like there's some more, like, sweet full art that's covered up by the text box. Yeah, I mean, I really think, like, one of the cool things about Innistrad is that the art in the set is always just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ho- hopefully we'll see more. I mean, this is, again, late-breaking news now. It won't be when this comes out, but um, yeah. maybe they'll get, maybe we'll get some more art reveals of this stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see the other side of it, and if it's, like, a, a land with any relevant or, like, easy way to flip it, like, this could easily become a legacy card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That said, we have no idea what the flip side is. It could be, like, right, pay, yeah. it could be, like, pay 20. <laughs> flip it. <laughs> so those are the spoiled cards for now. I'm not, like, particularly impressed with them or cool, but I don't play posts. And there's still some people who don't don't think that it's going to be imposed, but we'll see. Yeah. And then I have no opinion on matter. That I guess all the EDH players are really upset because I guess there's a lack of red-green EDH generals. And so they were hoping this one was going to be good, and it's just not. <laughs> Man, who gives a shit about EDH? <laughs> made up that. EDH players care about EDH. <laughs> no, I'm just being a, I'm being a dick. <laughs> good. Uh, so top eight lists for Eternal Extravaganza aren't up yet. Okay. Yeah. Who took it down? It was Eldrazi and what in the finals? Uh, oh, maybe those, those, those were the Vintage Finals. The Vintage Finals were like, I think it was an Eldrazi mirror in the finals. Yep. Yeah. yeah, second place was an unpowered Eldrazi deck. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Which is pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy vintage. that, you know. Vintage? By, by yeah. like, buy Eldrazi, play every format. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, the, the creatures are just so goddamn strong when you have all these soul lands. Which, and the, also, the thing that I thought was interesting, I, I was watching, like, the last few rounds of uh, the EE4, and they actually allowed proxies in that event. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. In the fe- in the final round, in the feature match of the uh, the finals, a guy played, like, a Mox Ruby that was just written on a fucking basic mountain. <laughs> Like a foil basic mountain. Well, at least he used a mountain. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was pretty awesome, actually. And I, like, I sent a, a question to, um, to, uh, who, who runs that event? Tales of Adventure? Yep, Tales of Adventure. Yeah, yeah and they're like, Ruben oh yeah, Bresler we, we allow play test uh, cards in this event. Yep, Ruben Bresler's the, uh, caster. Yeah, he, he did a great job. They, I really enjoyed the, uh, I didn't get to catch much of it because I was working both days, but, um, 
the uh, what I did get to see, they did a great job commenting on the matches, so that's always nice yeah. to see. And he was also with, uh, I'm blanking on the name of his co-host. Christian Calcano. Christian Calcano, yeah, there we go. They, they have some good chemistry. Yeah, Calcano's, a, Calcano's great, too. I love watching him play. He's very knowledgeable. So I guess we'll talk about E next week, and we'll also yeah. talk about the Rhode Island Bunch of Duels next week, too, when Josh comes on. Nice. How did you end up doing there, Jerry? I, I went 3-3. What'd you play? I beat... Uh, no, no, no. What did you play for a deck? What'd you play? Oh, Sneak I played show? Sneak and Show, yeah. Je- Jeskai. Je- Patriot Sneak and Show. Jeskai Sneak okay. and Show, whatever you want to call it. With Ashen Rider Main? Yep. Ashen Rider okay. Main was a beast. All right. Uh, I lost to... Uh, Bug- a ham sandwich? Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I lost to Bug Delver. Uh, I just got stuck on lands. Uh, then I got round three, got paired against Death and Taxes, which is the worst match mm-hmm. in the deck. I actually attacked with Emrakul twice, and I still lost that game. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> That's how bad the matchup is, kids. <laughs> so I was pretty, pretty disgruntled after that. And then my third loss of the day was I lost to uh, Zach. Uh, he's a cool kid, uh, local player. He was playing Blue-White Stoneblade. Uh, and I, we had some really good matches. I actually ended up casting Sneak Attack five times in one match. Cause I cast Sneak Attack three times, he countered all three of them. So I ended up, uh, discarding an Emrakul to reshuffle my graveyard oh. into my library so I could get, okay. <laughs> get the copies back to find them. And I cast it two more times. Uh, and oh. he ended up, uh, taking it down in three. So it was, we, I had some good matches with him. So what do you got playing coming up anyway? I mean, it's like, what, we're, the 21st, we're looking at the 27th getting released, the 4th, there's on, um, SCG's coming up quick. Yeah, SCG Worcester's the next, uh, big event in the area, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, now that I got the apartment done, I'm fucking anxious to go play fucking all the time. Yeah. But, like, like Lita was gone tonight, I'm like, oh, I can go play tonight, she won't feel abandoned, I can fucking, where can I go play? And... I'm like, I guess I'm just home doing work and fucking around with a number of computers, but I'm I'm dying to get out and play now. Oh, my God, I just want to play. Especially, like, shaking the dust off the other day felt so fucking crazy. And there's still, you know, there's a couple of decks I can start putting together. Actually, since I picked up the Bayou, I was thinking I could just put Ant together and, like, fuck around with Ant a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I kind of want to sleeve up a fair deck. I'm not sure which fair deck I should sleeve up, though. I recommend Shardless Bug. Yeah, Josh kept telling me to play Shardless Bug, but the last time I played Shardless Bug, I took it to Acton, and that meta just stomps on Shardless Bug. Sure, don't take it to Acton. Well, where else am I? I, I mean, can I, take I, it to I, that I Z, know. but I can barely get out there as is. Um, actually, it would be really good at that Z, sure. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a good fucking deck. The thing is, it's just, it's so fun. It's so fucking it fun. It is, it is. When you're not it, getting, you know, like... Eight quadruple blood mooned out of the game by Zach. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, yep, yep. That's a really good fucking point. Yeah, it, it's uh, got a bad match to Blood Moon. Yeah, I mean the entire Acton meta is like lands and neither reliquary decks and you know lots of blood moons. Just not not a good meta for uh, Shardless Bug. I I decided I don't really care what I play as long as it has Jace in it. I just have been really loving casting Jaces. Oh, dude, Shardless Bug. Yeah, I think that's why I'm kind of like leaning towards Shardless Bug. Though, play, J- play Jason and Liliana together. Yeah, I I played against a kid playing uh, Nick Fit at uh, the bunch of duels, and uh-huh. it it really sparked my like I I kind of wanted to put Nick Fit back together. 
Uh, like like uh, my Bug Walkers Nick Fit deck. That was yeah, like, just was... ramping into Jace, Liliana, Karn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, would you do that for SCG, though? Or you just do that to fuck uh, around? I don't know. That deck, yeah, that deck is kind of rough. It, I, I mean, it, it, I think it might be good against Eldrazi, though. Like, if you if you're gonna do, I mean, I don't know. It's it, of course it's fucking always your choice. I'm just thinking like, it, if you do sneak and show for SCG, yeah, take like take the white out and the Ashen Rider. I'm not taking Ashen Rider out. I have won so many games because I've had Ashen Rider, and I've never yeah, lost but that's all you because of Ashen Rider. Uh, <laughs> Why don't it, you like Ashen Rider? That's what you did at the Grand Prix, right? Yeah, it was great. And you ended up and you ended up dropping to walk around and see artists. Yeah, cause I, because I didn't draw my Ashen Riders. Up. If I had my Ashen Riders, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah, you'd show and tell your Ashen Rider. You sneak attack, man, dude! Sneak attack in Ashen Rider, even if they have nothing in, on board, five damage and double stone rain is usually enough to just take someone out of the game. Oh, it's fucking cute. What the hell was? No, the 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 best thing I've seen with Ashen Rider is what Nick was doing in Reanimator. Did you see that shit? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, did you see that? It was fucking crazy what he did. He had, like, I think he reanimated a Tide Spout Tyrant, and he kept doing Animate Dead on an Ashen Rider. And then he cast a Lotus Petal and bounced the Animate Dead, kill the Ashen Rider, take something else out, cast Animate Dead, bring the Ashen Rider back. That's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, my God, it was crazy. I mean, shit. that's the definition of win more, but it's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. I'd never seen that shit go on, and I was watching with an animate dead on an Ashen Rider. I'm like, all right, that's busted. But, the, I mean, that was the Tide Spout Tyrant, too. It was just so good. He's like, Lotus Petal, uh, bounce the animate dead. <laughs> animate, um, uh, it was it was crazy. Anyway, your plans for SCG are to pick up a new deck? Like, you just went through, you just went through the Grand Prix plus Die Hard Bunch of Duels, and... Two weeks before SCG, you're just going to grab a different deck? Yeah, it's not so? really a different deck. I mean, it's not like I'm playing a deck I've never played before in my entire life. Because um, <laughs> I've, I've top-aided SCG with Bug Dover. I was also thinking that. Ian kind of reminded me how good of a card Stifle is. And my mm. one of my complaints... Is it, though? It's is it still so good right good. now? But right now, is it good? Yeah, no one's expecting it. Good. No one's expecting it. It just blows people out. You're going to be playing against Eldrazi. You're going to be playing against Miracles. He's gonna be you're going to be playing against, against Reanimator. And Sneak and Show. Yeah, so, so they're, they're going to pay seven to draw seven cards. He's gonna and you're going like, to play against Grixis, <laughs> too. Sorry, Grixis. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, I would say... Stifle's Miracles, great. Eldrazi, Grixis are the, the three decks you're going to see the most. You think Stifle's, Stifle's good in those matchups? Yeah, yeah they're going to crack Grixis a matchup. Just <sighs> screw Grixis off of their uh, mana base. It's not... I mean, it's okay in Miracles, and it's not that great in Eldrazi. Yeah, it's it's well, no, let's let's not say it's not that great. It's garbage against Eldrazi. <laughs> right? Like it's a, no, I mean honestly, it's a dead card against Eldrazi. I can stifle a mimic trigger. <laughs> do you want to do that, Jerry? When they have a child, when they have a child, no, but I'll do it. What you want? I'll do it. <laughs> I just I don't know if stifle's where I want to be in this meta game right now. I love it. It is so. It is very good. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm the first one to who will jump on that train, but. I just Stifle don't know if that's always where you want to be. No, I don't. I mean, I don't to be fair, that. I feel like Charlotte's Bug isn't that great against Eldrazi in the first place. That's probably true. So maybe that's not a good deck to play at an event where. I mean, I, mean, I think you're going to see a ton of Eldrazi there, right? Like, unless Charlotte is really good against the rest of the format, it has a good matchup against Grixis, and it has a good matchup against Miracles. But then that's a good enough reason to play the deck, right? It's you're basically just hoping to draw, like, dodge Eldrazi. 
And yeah, I mean, or it's it's, it's not an unwinnable matchup. You have two Toxic Deluge main, so mm-hmm. you it's doable. But like the fact that like everyone's running main deck dismembers now is kind of dis, dis you know disheartening. Why? I mean, just like dismembers not the best removal spell for uh, for legacy, but the fact that that's what we're kind of you know forced to go on because of all these like massive creatures. Like when Lightning Bolt can't destroy most of the creatures in in that deck, you know it it kind of has a warping effect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just I'm not sold on Stifle in this metagame, but if you're good against Grixis and you're good against Miracles, I mean, being having a good matchup against the top two of three decks is probably not a bad place to be. Yeah. As long as you don't get fucked by Eldrazi round after round again. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like. So the Charlotte's Bug has a lot of discard, right? No, no, they've cut a lot of the discard because it's just not as great in that deck. What about really? Yeah, Hmm. they go for a lot more like they go for a lot more like onboard removal rather than discard. Just because like removal in the form of like Liliana. I mean, it still runs Liliana, but it's pretty much cut the him to Torax, and it runs Thoughtseize in the sideboard. Man, I feel like you're talking about. Wait, you're talking about Shardless Bug, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so you also get Baleful Strix. Yeah, Baleful Strix is very good against Eldrazi. That's true. That's for sure. Although it does die to Warping Whale, which is not great. Oh my god, it dies to Warping Whale. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, if you want to talk about the matchup, that's part of the matchup is Warping Whale. Yeah, that's right? true. But I mean, you're, you kind of tax their Warping Whales pretty heavy because um, you, you're also running, like, Deathrite Shaman and... Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But yeah. that's still eight creatures that they but only they have, like effect. they only run like one or two warping whales, at least from right. That, that is true. It's not like it's a four of in the deck, so that's that's also true. Um, what's your plan against Chalice? Like abrupt, oh, abrupt, not abrupt decay, right? Uh, well, I guess abrupt decay, right? Is it Charlotte's bug? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So abrupt decay is great against that. Yep. That's. I think running a main deck, main deck abrupt decay is actually really good right now. Yeah, I can totally it's, see that. It's you know great against. You know, what? What's better is casting them for free off a of cascade. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you do you get to cast that? that that's green, green black, right? Yeah, abrupt decay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I always think I always think it's it's like a, a colorless green black, but it's just green black. That's uh, what's it called? Maelstrom Pulse, which the deck. Oh, also, okay. The deck also runs that. Okay, I always get those mixed up. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I was like, how are you getting? How are you getting a like a three mana casting cost off of? Uh, oh, I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty similar. Unless you're running the blood blade out. The other thing that's beneficial out. is like if they if they what warping whale your fucking baleful strix warps warping whale an instant. So an instant an artifact and a creature just hit the graveyard. Tarmogoyf just got bigger. Yeah, I mean Tarmogoyf's really outclassed by all their guys though. Like for the most part, you know, like Reality Smasher. Well, Actually, I, I don't know Reality Smasher. <laughs> You gotta remember, I haven't fucking, I haven't yeah. played against Eldrazi. I, yeah, I just, I'm not I like. I just finished the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, meanwhile, <laughs> while I've been in the bathroom, decks were created. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Goyf doesn't line up great against Eldrazi, but it's probably okay. Like, it's probably okay. Well, we, we're at a point now where Goyf is okay. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, Goyf's kind of been okay for a while now. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not a game breaker, you know. It's a vanilla dude. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember um, that's what I wrote about when I when I top aided SCG. I wrote about the deck, and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, Goyf, one of the worst cards in the deck. Not yeah, that you, good." Well, you were doing Bug Delver. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's different than Shardless Bug. 
It is different, but I mean, it's it's still in the same lines of play. You still run into a lot of the same similar situations. It doesn't bug Delver just try to land a Delver also and protect it? Yeah, but I mean... Shirtless Agent goes for hand disruption, counter magic, top deck manipulation. Well, they're not... Value. They're not really doing uh, hand manipulation anymore. Sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely more of a value deck. Ancestral visions, yeah, yeah, it's definitely more of a value deck, but Goyf doesn't bring anything to the table for those. Like, Goyf isn't, like, hand disruption. It's not... It's just a beater. You know, he doesn't uh, yeah, slow his opponents down or anything like that. Yeah, he just grows quicker in that deck than he would in Bug Delver. Bug Delver doesn't have an artifact. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the artifact is pretty big for that. Jerry. What? Um, so I'm building Eldrazi right now. I have the deck almost together. Um, if you want to practice some Charlotte against Eldrazi, I'd be willing to to come up and uh, get some games in with you. Yeah, just try oh, to yeah, jam man. some games. I'm down. Um, it's good to sharpen it up. I I don't know if I'm going to be playing Eldrazi or Blue Red at uh, the SCG. Okay. Maybe maybe Eldrazi. Um, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun online with Blue Red though. It's fucking great. We talked about that a while ago. weren't you big on Blood Moon? Yeah, I, I have. I and have then we a, were trying to point out price of progress will flip you Delver. Uh, yeah, out Blood Moon so is amazing. Yeah, so um, <laughs> this deck runs. This deck runs uh, Blood Moon in the side. It has two Blood Moon in the side. Although in my online version, I actually don't have Blood Moon because they're like super super expensive. But it's running. This version that I'm running right now is for Just, price of progress main. You can sell one of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can I always make more. I can pull up the list. I'll I'll read you the list. This list actually is the one that I ran at um in at the GP, which was uh so four Delver, four Swift Spear, four Storm Chaser Mage, which is the one three blue and a red flying haste creature with prowess. Um Singleton, Grim Lava Mancer, four days, four force, four brainstorm, four bo- four bolt, one forked bolt, four ponder, four probe, four price of progress, and two spell pierce. Um and then uh, the land package was like, you know, Scalding Tarns, Flooded Strands, Deltas, uh, Volcanics, and then four basics, two mountain, two island. I actually really liked the deck. It was a lot of fun to play. Um, I didn't do great with it. I think it went four and five at the, at the, uh, the GP. But a lot, a lot of it was, a couple of my losses were just misplays on my part from not having practiced against Eldrazi. But the, I'll tell you, man, the price of progress main is just a beating. That is just a beating against so many decks in the field, especially against Eldrazi. Um, the only thing that I don't like about the deck is that it doesn't have any good answers to, like, a Chalice. If they hit a Chalice for one, um, it's very difficult for me to, to win. But I think, like, maybe, like, a sideboard Ingature might might solve that problem, or at least, like, ease up that problem a little bit. Because I was running, like, a Null Rod and um, a Pythene Needle in the sideboard, and I think I would just take out the Null Rod. I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just that's a lot of silence to cut out, guys. Thanks. Appreciate the uh, support. Yeah, no, you did great. I get real excited. I get real excited about the deck, and no one gives a shit about Blue Red Delver. <laughs> you, did, no, you, did, you did good, man. You did good. Good job. Yeah. Good I job. like. I I I I was playing Grixis online, and I'm like, man, I started playing Blue Red. And I'm like, this deck is so great because I don't have to think. Like, it's such an easy deck to pilot. Yeah. And it's fucking fun. Like blowing someone out with Price of Progress is just. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. And people are like, you'll like, they'll have like three fetches on board. They'll start fetching lands, like trying to fetch basics or fetching and failing to find just to avoid like the two damage. So they just take the one damage from the fetch. Ah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) So it's very satisfying. I actually was playing against an elves player who like had three, it was like game two. He had three dryad arbors on board and like in a bayou. 
and a Gaia's Cradle. And I'm just like, yeah, like, Price of Progress. Swing with, <laughs> uh, like, like, swing with Delver, swing with uh, Storm Chaser Mage, and then just play Price of Progress. Just fucking blow them out. It was great. That's no, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. So. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, if if that's what you're comfortable with, I mean, Grixis is not an easy deck to pilot. Oh, man, it's not. Like, it, it's it's fine, but, like, the... If I was playing an 8-man, I would probably play, probably play Grixis, mm-hmm. because I can, for, like, three or four rounds, like, really focus and play that deck, um, and try to play it as tight as, I, as I'm able to. Right, the endurance but, factor. Like, yeah, but, like... For sure, like, that deck gets its wins, like, when you're playing it. Like, like I said, it's, like, a 50-50 deck against most of the field. And, like, it gets its wins by just playing really, the deck really well. And, like, I just don't play it that well, so I'm just gonna get a deck that I can pilot. Something that's ape-friendly. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. But, is in a similar sense, so that's why I'm putting that together. Also, like, I like to make, you know, big dumb creatures, so. I, I think, uh, if you have Eldrazi, I mean, what are you missing from Eldrazi? Uh, right now, let me look at the list. Actually, really not much. Like, I have the chalices now. Um, I need a, like a mistress factory. I need. Uh, <laughs> I can like, give you a mistress factory. <laughs> <laughs> I need one city of traders and like a jit and a thorn of amethyst, and I have the whole main board together. I think I have everything but the thorn for you if you want to run it. Okay, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm getting most of the stuff on Puka Trade. Like, I have, you know, almost everything coming to me or, like, just waiting to be, waiting to, like, for someone to pick up the trade, so. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, in the meantime, I'd love to borrow them. Um, yeah. I don't know, the deck is, like, the deck has gotten really fleshed out. Like, people seem to know what they want to play in the deck now. And, like, if I could play an unpowered Eldrazi deck in Vintage Events, that's, like, another format I could just go and jam when I wanted to if I had extra time, you know? I I am almost tempted to put it together because, like, I basically just need the creatures, and the creatures are the cheapest part of the deck. Oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, insanely cheap, especially because they're in standard right now. Yeah, I should probably just pick them up. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, they're, it's crazy cheap. (laughs) They're they're literally all standard cards right now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I should I should do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Eldrazi kind of fits in the same vein. If you don't want to play Blue-Red Delver, uh, and you don't want to play Grixis, like, I think running Eldrazi would be a great call, too. Yeah. Like, Chalice for One is just a good card. Yeah, Chalice for One. Like, when I was playing Aggro Loam, I felt so dirty dropping Chalice for One on oh, turn yeah. one. I've, I've had it played against me enough times to where I just want to do it to somebody. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you get beaten up by bullies. And, like, you grow up and be real mean, and then you beat up kids in return to make yourself feel better. That's what I want to do. I want to beat up little kids. That's what I want to do. Okay. That's good. I I like that. I mean, (laughs) first step to enlightenment is, is, I don't know, admitting, I don't know. Knowing you just try to be profound, and you're just like, ah, I don't know. Awareness. You need to be self-aware. And I just just want to beat up kids with chalices for one. I don't blame you. Do it up. Eat shit. Eat shit, kid. (laughs) Yeah, meltdown. <laughs> Got anything else going on? I think that's it for me, man. This actually was a, a a much more spirited conversation than I was expecting, considering how low energy Jerry and I came into this cast. <laughs> yeah, well, I bring it. <laughs> you do, man. You do for sure. You, you br- <laughs> I don't know about you that. You bring the heat. Yeah, man. Our faith, our fearless leader. It's true. Ugh. All right, should we do some scoops? Yeah, let's do some scoops in the top eight. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna scoop in Papa Adrian for coming on the cast and telling people what's up. 
Papa. Papa, Papa Adrian. Adrian. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna scoop in, uh, Mr. John Celso for joining us last week and, uh, having a good time with us, talking about his thing in the ice deck. I received several panic texts from people about, what's this I hear about Celso taking over the show? What's going on? <laughs> and I'm just like, just finish listening to it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the the hostile takeover episode. And uh, that's it for me. What about you, Jerry? Uh, I just got one today. I want to shout out Jordan. Uh, he was a Maverick player. Uh, he was uh, actually new to Legacy. He joined because of Eternal Masters. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he came up to me. We, we actually played each other at the Bunch of Duels, and he was a cool guy. So I wanted to shout him out because he listens. Did you beat him? I don't remember. I think so. But may, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you do have a habit of losing to, like, brand new Legacy players. I do. I do have that habit. But I think I beat him unless he beat me, in which case I'm a liar. In which case, Jordan, you need to start your own podcast in order to prove me wrong. Uh, What about you, Adrian? You got some scoops in the top eight today? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to scoop in Celso and Pat and Jerry. Because I think, if I remember right, all three ended up scooping me in last week, too. I was listening to it. Mm -hmm. Well deserved. You listen to the cast? Look at that. Yeah, I did. I had it on at fucking work today. Cause it, oh, there was something else, too. Oh, God, what the hell was it? I wrote it down. It was something Celso said. It was, and I, If I remember it, it was like 38 minutes and 8 seconds in. I wanted to fucking hit something on Twitter, and I'm like, no, I really can't put something on, like, or Facebook. Because um, I'm at work, and Facebook timestamps that shit. So, like, that's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember. But anyway, I'll scoop the three of you guys in. I'm going to scoop in that kid, Curtis, that I was playing up at Acton. Cause, uh, yeah, he's a cool kid. I like him. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, is like I, I looked at him afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I don't scoop to anybody. So, like, and normally, if I scoop to somebody, it's because they were really fucking cool, and I fucked up really bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to hold that against you. That was my fuck up. Like, he dealt with me shaking the rust off, so that was awesome. And uh, it was funny, because afterwards, he's looking at me, he's like... You know, we're the only two plays, uh, playing Grizzlebrid, and we're the only two that moneyed here. <laughs> it's like Grizzlebrid is <laughs> just money. So that, that was kind of, but it, it was, he was cool. And, nice. um, and Aaron, cause I got to see Aaron. I haven't seen Aaron in a little bit. And, uh, and Jim Not Dredge. Nice. And then, and let's scoop in Kermit anyway, cause we want to get every, so what are we going to do for dinner at SCG anyway? We we're think of Steakhouse. So, well, we think of like someplace, um, Brazilian Steakhouse doesn't have a lot of table room if we wanted to do anything, but I'm sure we could get away with it anyway. We'll figure it yeah. out. Alright, so you're saying Brazilian Steakhouse. I mean, you talked it up so much, and I enjoyed it so much when we were in Ohio it was that really I can't, like, not go. Uh, I wanted to stay longer, but the people we were with, like, gave up super early, and I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, they did give up really early, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm glad, because I, I don't want to be, like, shitting my brains out all day the next day on the way home. <laughs> Like you can only eat so much meat, Jerry. Like <laughs> you can only eat so much meat in preparation of a thirteen-hour drive. I mean, I got the meat sweats on the way home, but <laughs> I was so hot in the back of the car. No one wanted to like, like, ever, like you were in the front. We were freezing oh, in the front. It's and Pat's like, cold. can you guys like bump the AC a bit? I'm like, Pat, it is forty degrees up here. Dude, the back seat is like a fucking greenhouse in that car. It's terrible. Jesus, it's terrible. Hey, Jerry, if someone wants to uh, harass you on Twitter, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can contact my lawyer at 60 Elcott Street. God um, damn it, Jerry. Every time. Every time. 
right, you can get me on Twitter at jmee 3 the number, R-D. Don't include the number, that's I'm just clarifying, so... <laughs> no, do include the number three. Well, do include the number three, but don't include the phrase, the number. That would be just a really phrase. long Twitter handle. Just... Check the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook and Hipsters of the Coast. I, I think I have an article coming out today. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. What's it about? I wrote about Punishing Passage. Decided to take a little more competitive this week. Okay. Adrian, where can they uh, reach you to talk to you on Twitter, man, when you use it? Well, I use it when people hit me up. I'll actually fucking hit right. back. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't really... I guess I don't really fucking spit a lot of shit out. I don't really talk unless I got something to say. Well, where, where can they find out when you have something to say? They can find me at Mathematrixter. Nice. Uh, Matrixter and forget the R. Because <laughs> you know, why, Pat? Because we don't use them in Worcester. In Worcester, you guys don't use them. And uh, you can find me at Pat Ugle on Twitter. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just search for Leaving Legacy. Find us on iTunes, Leaving Legacy. Leave us a review. And you can find us at SCG Worcester. Yeah, find us at SCG Worcester on July 9th. Find us at Brazilian Steakhouse. And find us at Brazilian Steakhouse later on July 9th. <laughs> and I, st- I still need a shirt. Yep. Uh, yep, shirts are coming. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. We have shirts, people. They are coming. Don't you worry. <laughs> and we'll, then, get, uh, we'll, get, we'll get orders in shortly. We'll let you guys know. I'm trying to get some other shit done, too. I want to get something done before uh, SCG. All right. Uh, Adrian, Commons and Uncommons Drive. We're still kind of doing that, right? You want to kick that yeah. off again? Yeah, um, yeah, we were still doing the Warrior Project, right? Um, yeah, man. P.O. Box three thirty one, Southbridge, Massachusetts, zero one five five zero. You have a D twenty handy? Oh, oh my baby. god! Uh, I have, I have one. If you don't, I have it. Oh, I have I, it. I, I uh, hear a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you ready? Yeah, man. Just, just get over with. Ten. We got ten. All right, so uh, billboard. Let's see. All right, give it another roll, Jerry. I'm not even looking at the list. This could, is it a minefield? Uh, I, I I'm pulling it up now. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> doop 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 doop. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some alright stuff in there. It could be worse. All right, here we go. All right. One number one. Uh, fifty cent into club. <laughs> I remember, I remember this album when it came out. The Get Rich or Die Tried album was just like straight fire. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, it was a terrible movie. It's a great movie. What are you talking about? It's a terrible yeah. movie for the record. <laughs>
I showed her, she's filling my staff, she's filling my flow. A girl from Woody, they die, and they're ready to go. I'm in the club, bottle full of bug. Look, mommy, I got the head, so you need to take a drug. I'm in the habit, spent time in the making love. So come give me a hug, if you're in the getting rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bug. Look, mommy, I got the head, so you need to take a drug. I'm in the habit, spent time in the making love. So come give me a hug, if you're in the getting rough. Nigga, you mad? How could that you be happy? I made it. I'm that cat by the bar, toasting to the good life. You that faggot ass nigga tryna pull me back, guys. My junk get the pumpin' in the club. It's on. I'm with my eyes, your bitch. If she smiles, she gone. Hit the roof on fire, let the motherfucker burn. Just talking about money, homie. I ain't concerned. I'ma take you with bass for me, cause go ahead, switch the style up. The niggas hate to let them hate, don't want the money pile up. And we can go upside the head with a bottle of bull. Don't try to act like you don't know where we be leaving me. 